is you are coming to the place of abundance. 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 It, it is that that place is more than enough. It's more than more than enough. Yes. Kodama Sataya. Oh, praise God. Yes. Yes. We sat a cabaret. More You shall not be afraid of scarcity. Yes. 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 Oh, as the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah. He said, he shall not see when it comes. Yes. Jeremiah 17 verse 8. He said, he's like a tree planted by the waters. That sends out its roots toward the stream. He said, shall not fear when it comes. Fear when it comes. Shall not fear when heat comes. Moshita la baronies kes. Sade mania de de viscava. Sore menene meshana na moskonos. Say shall not fear when heat comes. Shall not fear. Then I will say he shall not fear when heat comes. So it does not fear when it comes. He said it will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when it comes. It will not fear when it comes. When the economy is, is, is hard, you shall not fear when it comes. What, are, what, what, what kind of people are those? You start from verse 7, you see how they became like that. He said, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. Ah, yeah, bakulaba. No, blessed is the one that trusts his account. No, no, it does not trust how much is in the account. There's some people they kept twenty thousand dollars in an account over four years. It lost its value. All they can get back is like four thousand dollars out of it. Sixteen gone out. You cannot trust. That's what Paul said. It is called uncertain riches. You cannot trust on certain riches. Don't trust your account. Don't trust your job. Don't trust your job. Ah, my job, they pay me 5,000 a month. My job, they pay me 7,000 a month. Don't trust your job. Don't trust your job. Don't trust your job. No. It's a trust in the Lord whose confidence is in Him. He said, he's like a tree, that person. is like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. You will not fear when heat comes. Yes. funny you know how people don't um don't why people usually bash men of god 
for having money. Because when you wrap your head around the whole thing, eh? when you wrap your head around the whole thing, you are wondering how do they get the money? So then hasty generalization. They are collecting contribution. There is no correct pastor who will collect church offering and take home. It's not for him. You don't run your business like that, but you think that the pastor is running the church like that. When your business makes sales, is it for you? Except you are a maker in Sans Limited that all the sales, both capital and profit, is going to make Jolof. You don't run your business like that, but you think the church runs like that, that when the when the when the uh Church gives offering, the pastor carries it home, that is his money. It does not make any sense. Sometimes people who say things like that, people that you expect that they are wise. Because such an assumption and hasty generalization, like I told you, I was in a flight one day, one man was saying this thing, and I said, I, I beg your pardon, have you done any research about this? Do you know any pastor who carries church offering home and goes to eat? Have you thought about the fact that they just finished a service and that they will pay bills. Have you, have you deducted that from the so-called contribution? They can't get why <laughs> I'm on the streets, but I'll still say this one. <laughs> they, they don't get why a person will, will, be, will be so wealthy. Because they don't understand. They can't understand why. Today I was seeing how they were bashing the the Commissioner General of of uh, of GRA that his salary is one one thirty thousand, one thirty seven thousand. And I said, and I'm weird, And you were shouting. Shouting about it. Poverty is bad. It makes you think every money is uh, plenty. And we and I, I've taken time eight days. I'm not taking anything from you. I need to take it. I'm not taking anything. I'm teaching you financial wisdom from the Bible. Some people are asleep. And they will, they will look for you. Pastor, please, things have destroyed my life. Why will it not destroy? Because they don't understand. He said, get wisdom. Not get a job, get wisdom. Get wisdom. Because if you get a job and you don't get wisdom, it will be amount to nothing. Get wisdom. And with all that getting, get understanding.
learn how this thing works. How are you? How can you be a Christian? You don't have this knowledge. You cannot be a Christian, you don't have this knowledge. Sometimes some of these things that you sh- I will share with you, they look like things you probably have heard in some business seminar before. They all stole it from the Bible. You should read about the civilization of the world. You know, t- tomorrow they say that, uh, I mean, today they say that uh, Christianity came from the white man. History is your problem. History. You should have read history. History is the problem. You need to read that in Europe, including Greece, was the hub of foreign gods. Go and read about about Europe. Go and read about Pegamos. Go and read about Asia Minor. It was the work of missionaries. One time Paul went to Athens. Athens is in Greece. They had so many gods. They even now put one. In case there's a god they don't know, they put one there to the unknown god. That is how how uh, uh, how much of idolatry it, it was. Read Acts chapter seventeen. You see there. Start from verse twenty. For thou bringest certain strange things to our ears, we would know therefore what these things mean. For all the Athenians and strangers which were were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. <laughs> Look at Paul. These guys were into superstition and idolatry. If when you don't understand some things, you take everything that you are being told. In fact, one of the first places that the gospel came was Africa. So the manuscripts of the gospel that are in Ethiopia are older than a lot of the manuscripts that we have today. Why? Because the Ethiopian eunuch took it there. When you read the Thessalonica, Macedonia, what are you thinking? These were cities, the Philippi, cities that were wholly given to idolatry. This, when you read even about Ephesus, the Bible says the, the books that they had for curious arts, magic. This is what these people were into. And they carried those things out of the place. 
and they established the doctrine of Christ. Of course, through the years, there were from some deformations that happened. When Flavius Valerius, I want you to look at verse 15, Acts chapter 17. And they that conducted Paul brought him unto Athens, and receiving a commandment unto Silas and Timothy, for to come to him with all speed, they departed. Now while Paul waited for them at Athens, look at this. His spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. This was the state of Europe. The Egypt, I want, to, I want to explain something to you. The Egypt that had Joseph and the Egypt that Moses went later to or the, the Egypt that Moses was born in were two different Egypts, but it's the same Egypt. They just had two, um, almost like two generations and regimes that were very, very, that had a very big disparity. In the sense that the first Egypt, you have to understand that that Egypt was made wealthy by God through Joseph. But as they kept getting wealthy and wealthier, when Joseph left the scene, they now started systemizing that wealth in such a way that it took God out of the equation, but they still kept the system. Because you, you should go and see the system that Joseph gave them when there was famine. The system he gave them was that, okay, you guys serve me, I'll give you food. So you serve, you guys will serve Pharaoh and, you, and then I'll give you food. So it was a system that was set by Joseph for the advantage of the Pharaoh or for Egypt. Now, at that time, it was not dehumanizing. But as it kept going on, that system, God left the system and the system was continued. That now made people, that dehumanized people to build Egypt. That is what made the Israelites slaves. It's like people who say that, God supports slavery. There's a whole book on people coming out of slavery. What's wrong with you? There's a whole book on people coming out of slavery. Exodus. How does God support slavery? What they don't know is that at that time, slavery was business. It's today you are talking about human rights. At that time, you see, the problem was not God. The problem is the people. The people were selling themselves. Okay, what should God do? If you if you if you understand God's way of doing things, you not you not worry yourself about these kind of things. God's way of doing things is very very different. If we agree, it's like um, Sodom and Gomorrah. They did it for a long time before God went to intervene. Why? 
Because that, the, the, the earth is given to the children of men. So what we agree is business until we, we ask God to intervene. He's not going to intervene. It becomes business. And if it is evil in his sight, he will give us many, many opportunities to right the wrong. After a period of time, when it's not, then he will have to go through a human channel and then meet out judgment. And one thing about God's judgment is very, very slow. God's judgment is very slow. So when you don't understand the scriptures, you think God was supportive of slavery. He was never supportive of slavery. But then if people were selling themselves that this is the job that we want to do, you have to understand that before he will intervene, when you see the, the, the book of Exodus, for example. Okay, I said something about when God wants to meet our judgment, it, it takes time before he corrects something. Let me show you in the book of Revelations. Revelation chapter 2, I'll read the NIV. I'll read the NIV. He talked about the system of Jezebel. All right. This was not the Jezebel that was mentioned in, um, in the book of 1 Kings, but it's the system. Okay. So when you read in the book of um, 1 Kings, there was a Jezebel there. But over here, he's not really referring to Jezebel as a person, he's referring to it's just like how the Bible calls Elijah. And says John the Baptist came in the spirit and power of Elijah. Are you seeing? So, in that case, Elijah is more than a human pe a person. Elijah is a system. So, um, there, there, are, there are people, there are few people like Moses. He said from today, when Moses is read. That, at that time, Moses is, is beyond um, a person. It's a system. So, I just want you to see something there. Verse... Um, 20, I'll read from verse 20. He talked about Jezebel there. He says, Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophet. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and eating of food sacrifice to idols. Next verse. He said, I have given her time to repent. That's God. God gives time. So if people get into selling themselves if god does not like it before he can intervene because they are by their will they have accepted and agreed to it you have to give time before he can intervene in it so sometimes some things have gone uh, uh why or gone wrong it's because of man's will i don't know why men hate to to be accountable I mean, let's own up to some of the rubbish that has happened in this earth. Human beings should own up to some of the rubbish that has happened in this earth. Now, all we remember is that the whites came to buy slaves, but we don't remember that we sold them. <laughs> our grandfathers sold them, our great-grandfathers sold them. They sold the slaves. And remember that most of the people that were sold were stubborn. I remember that. Why is it important that we answer some of these things? Because sometimes they are said over and over again, we know the truth. If we keep quiet, there are people who are coming up. Some of the teenagers that are coming up, 
will never know the truth. And they will take that narrative. We will not allow it. We will not allow you to say rubbish. Because that is what you are saying. Rubbish. If you are here and then, and, and I thank God for the knowledge, because there are some of you, low-key, when you have seen some of these things, they've been playing your mind. They've been playing your mind. You've just been thinking, ah, is it true? Is it true? Is it true? This white brought slavery. Later brought a Bible. I think every intelligent person will not tie Christianity or the, 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 the bringing of Christianity into Africa will not tie it to color. It will tie it to ideology. If three white men came to, to, okay, take for example, now we have more and more black people traveling outside. In Nigeria, they call it jackpying. Right? We have more and more of them going outside. Some are, are, are some, in fact, when I went to Seychelles, they searched my bag in. Why? Because they said some Nigerians. Okay. When, I, when I was going, right, there was some, some document. I remember there's some document my wife had to do, but I didn't have to do. Why? Because there is uh, a standing uh, order there. Nigerians have brought drugs into Seychelles. So they don't allow Nigerians there. So they are, I think when they, are, they have to go there, they have to do some documentation and other things. Then, for Ghanaians, you can enter. They've not. So imagine that the Seychelles now believe that all Africans do drugs. Have you gone to school? So imagine that they say the whites brought Christianity. It's not true. It, you have to separate it by the ideologies. If three of them carried the same boat and they came, one came to preach, one came to buy slave, <laughs> one came to enjoy himself. <laughs> you, you can't mix that. They all brought Christianity. It doesn't make any sense. What about? Uh, they used the Bible to talk to the slaves. You can use Bible for anything. Are you listening? You can use Bible for anything. So if someone decided to twist the Bible's narrative, are you listening to my point? Someone decided to twist the Bible to further what he wants to do. We have to separate that, separate the fact that they are bad guys, whether white, blue, or whatever. They are bad guys. They can twist the Bible, whatever it is, they can twist it. But let's not, because of these bad guys who came to... Uh, uh, by slaves or whatever it is. Now, rubbish the good work that the missionaries came to do in what? Building of schools, hospitals. Some of these missionaries came and died in this country. Many of them died from malaria. And you know what? Some of the missionaries, when they came, they didn't plan to go back. That's, that's what people don't know. They didn't plan to go back. Till today, there are missionaries there's a there's a there's a man. He was the he was he was about the he didn't lead Archbishop um, Bessie Dausa to Christ, but he was the um, 
he was the one, it was through him that Archbishop went to the US to do Bible school. They call him Pa Elton John. He came to Nigeria in 1937. He was in Nigeria. He left his country, full British citizen. 1937. At that time, slaves were being sold. He left his country, full British citizen, came to Nigeria and renounced his citizenship of Britain, became a Nigerian. And he was there till he died. Think about it. If you, they say, even leave where you are staying, and go and be somewhere else because of, of the gospel. Will you be able to be there till he came with his wife, came with his children? One of his granddaughters is alive today. She refused to marry. She, she, she said she wanted to do the work of God. She refused to marry. This man, he, he never bought land. He never did anything. He didn't gain anything natural. But he was there in Nigeria for that long. This man sacrificed everything. Let's not rubbish the, 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 the sacrifice and blood of, of these missionaries. It's because of the schools that they spearheaded that we are re this refined. Basel missions. You should go and listen about, find out about Basel missions from Switzerland. When they, when they are going on missions like that, they are not planning to come back. So if you see your mother, tell her, mommy, thank you. So it's like when your, your son or daughter is going on missions, it's like he's dead. You are not going to see him again. There's no phone, no video call, nothing. You say, hmm. Like, and that's how they brought the gospel to us. If you don't regard them, I regard them. Those people don't, did not even plan to go back. Talk less of, of tech slaves with them. I don't get it. Presby came to this country. I think they started from Equiapim. They did amazing. Can you imagine that till today, their churches are still there? set up schools that we have attended. Some of the best schools, some of the best secondary schools are these mission schools. Thank you, Lord. We thank God for them. We thank God for them. Now, let me tell you something. Some of, some of you are, you know, you look at, oh, the American government, you know, the, the government, most of those government policies except for the ones that they are recently altering. Most of these governments were Bible policies. Go and find out. In fact, let me start from Britain. Britain is a Hebrew word. It's two words, Brit and Ain. Sorry, Br British, sorry. Brit and Ish. Brit in Hebrew means covenant. Ish means man. There were some of the people that, that, that were prided themselves. British, on, in those times, believed strongly that they were part of the ten tribes of Israel that were not recovered. Because the ten tribes did not come back. It's the two um, Judah and Benjamin that came back. The ten tribes didn't come back. But a few, I have a little argument against that theology because 
there were a few of the the other ten tribes that found their way back, like the tribe of Asher, because the Bible is talking about the prophetess Anna. She was of the tribe of Asher. So the, those are the, the, the two tribes that came back, and 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 that's why they, they are now called the Jews, because the Jews are not necessarily the Israelites, even though it is now generalized now. The Jews are the ones from Judah. That's why they are called the Jews. The rest are all Israelites. So, the British used to believe strongly that they are, they are, they are part of the ten tribes. As to whether it's true or not. But then, they, they, they really helped them. And so most of their government policies with which the, the, those nations were founded were Bible policies. Do you know that in their government policies, there's a policy for um, um, taking care of the poor. Some of the taxes that were collected at that time were to aid the poor. And they got all those things from the Bible. The same with America. A lot of the Bible policies. Look, they even have Thanksgiving, a day of Thanksgiving. What were Bible policies? If not for today, the corruption that has entered the system, they, they become so corrupted that they are even looking at altering some of the laws. But before, everything was strict. The, the things that made their country this um, uh, civilized, what they don't realize is that they were Bible policies. And I've told you about how education came to them. Education came to them through a theologian public education it's not from the world sometimes people have, have been thinking back us a, a good uh, a good uh, this thing government a good how do you how do you arrive at a good government people don't have re knowledge of history how did they how did we get here how did we get here it took Christians to get here it took Christianity to get here Today is like Egypt. The Bible says there arose a pharaoh that you know, Joseph. Egypt, they, he forgot, he didn't know that that pharaoh, according to history, they said they believe it's, it's uh, Pharaoh Ramses. If Ramses had read history, he would have respected the Israelites because it was because of the Joseph that they were where they were. He did not read history. Whether he, yeah, he did not read history because the Bible specifically said he did not know Joseph. There arose a pharaoh that knew no Joseph. He, he did not read history. So he just stood up and just started changing things and to make e Egypt one superpower. Meanwhile, there was a time the whole world came to Egypt for food. He took God out of the equation to build system. So now that is what has happened in most of the nations of the world now. That's what's happened in most of the nations of the world now. Now, the nations that brought us evangelism, now you cannot do evangelism there. The name of human rights. You know, in those times, there was nothing like credit system. Credit system is not from God. Oh. Uh, credit, credit card, credit card, credit card, credit card. It's not from God. Some people cannot sleep. Some people are driving car, they are afraid in the car they are driving. Listen to me. The blessing. Which which part of 
Which part of owing money looks like a blessing? So you can see the devil there. The guy has a car on credit, house on mortgage. Is a phone on credit. What are you seeing there? You see the scripture there. The blessing of the Lord make it rich and added no sorrow. This one, it has made him rich with a lot of sorrow. He's afraid. He's filled with fear. Filled with fear. That's a, uh, that, that must be a very terrible life to live. That must be a very terrible life to live. Walk with God. Are you listening? Walk with God. Walk with God. Something, something very powerful I'm going to share with you tomorrow. I thought I'll was, I was share with you today. This is God's system of making you rich. This is God's way. This is God's way. If you catch it, let me let me just give you let me give you a small this thing. The Bible says that a sower went forth to sow. He didn't say a man went forth to sow. The Christian is not someone who went to sow a seed. The Christian is a sower. When you identify your job, life is easy for you. I'll close here. Tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll meet by nine. We'll meet by nine. Because tomorrow is Saturday. I don't think we should move into the night like that. We'll meet by nine. I looked into the Bible, I saw the thing, I said, ah, this is the reason. So people don't realize that the Bible calls them a sower. So they wait till they need, then they sow. So they are jobless. Then he says, he that soweth the seed is the son of man. That means God himself is a sower. Let's give our offering. Listen to me. The Bible says that wisdom is justified of her children. And I, so I, I explain it to you. Listen, as you are listening to me, wisdom, if it is what I'm sharing is wisdom, it will, uh, it, uh, it will be justified by the results. Yes. The one I shared last year, just less than six months ago, do you know the testimonies? Wisdom is justified of her, of her children. Just apply what I, I'm teaching you. I've not, I've not shown it to you from Aladura book. It's from the Bible. Apply the word of God that I'm teaching you. You will see it in your life. Don't ask how it will happen. Let's do it. 
Let's do it. Let's do it. We will move to the next level with this. We have two more days to go. And I'm sure we'll be able to cover a lot. Remember again, this Sunday's first food service. Come cheerfully and joyfully to give. Can you see? Even though, you know, this whole days, I've not even talked about giving. I'm not talking about giving. But even you, you're excited to go and give. Because you, you just see your life in the Lord. I see. That's it. That's it. As for giving by compulsion, don't do it. I'll tell you.